Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey guys, it's Jessica Placek from the Bay Curious team. Right now, runway construction at SFO is causing loads of flight delays and cancellations, and construction is supposed to last another two weeks. Olivia actually got delayed two and a half hours on her way out of town, but before she left, we recorded this episode on what usually causes delays at SFO. So without further ado... Ladies and gentlemen, this is Olivia Allen Price, and I'm your chief flight attendant today. On behalf of the entire crew here at Bay Curious, welcome aboard. Our flight time today will be a sprightly nine minutes. We'll be flying at an altitude of 31,000 feet and answering two questions about San Francisco International Airport, or SFO. Why are flights so often delayed? And what's with the O in SFO? At this time, make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their full upright and locked position, and that your seatbelt is correctly fastened. As for your portable electronics, well, better leave those on just this once. Before we take off, please direct your full attention to your listening device as we demonstrate the safety features aboard this aircraft. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing... And I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. All right, let's get to our first question asker. Hey, my name is Alex. I live in San Francisco. Alex is a frequent flyer and has noticed that at SFO, things sometimes move at a different pace. Oftentimes, there's a lot of uh, delays at SFO, especially on arriving flights, not so many on departing flights. He's got one simple question. Why are flights so delayed at SFO all the time? We brought Bay Curious intern Maggie Galloway in to share some answers. Maggie, first off, are there so many delays or is this just something that's all in our heads? No, it's not just you. SFO is a chronically delayed airport. It's the third most delayed major airport in the U.S. in terms of arrivals. And why is that? It's not like we're contending with, you know, the snows of Chicago or hurricanes of North Carolina. Yeah, so it turns out that a little bit of Bay Area fog can go a long way in reducing operations at SFO. I talked to Doug Yakel, who's the spokesperson for SFO. So the real issue in terms of delays at SFO is a combination of weather 
and the airport's runway configuration. So SFO has a total of four runways, and two of those four runways are separated by about 750 feet from one another. So on a clear day, the pilot can look out the window and visually maintain a distance from other aircraft. And at SFO, that means that planes can land side by side. But on a foggy day, on days with reduced visibility, the pilot can no longer visually maintain that distance, and so they have to rely on instruments inside the plane. Aircraft need to be separated by about 4,300 feet. Which means that planes can no longer land side by side. They have to land one by one. The FAA essentially implements a delay program to meter aircraft coming into our airport. And how much does that actually cut into like how slowly things are landing at SFO? It turns out a lot. Um, on clear days, SFO can land 60 planes in 60 minutes. But on days with reduced visibility, that number is cut almost in half. And how does that compare to other airports in the Bay Area? I mean, I feel like I don't have nearly the delays when I'm flying out of you know San Jose or Oakland, for example. So SFO is actually one of the busiest airports in the U.S. It's seventh busiest. Um, And Yakel says that SFO takes about two-thirds of the Bay Area's air traffic. Oakland and San Jose essentially split the other remaining one-third. So if SFO was as busy as Oakland or San Jose, weather wouldn't be so much of a limiting factor. And what about departures? I mean, everything you've said so far is all about arriving planes, but I've sat in the airport for an hour just trying to get out. Yeah, so while fog doesn't have a direct effect on departures, the effect on arrivals does trickle down. So at the beginning of the day, all the planes leaving SFO have been kept there overnight. So even if it's foggy, weather shouldn't be so much of an issue. But for the rest of the day, most of those departing flights rely on arriving flights. So if you're waiting for your flight to take off and it's relying on an arriving plane and that arriving plane is delayed because of some fog, then your departing flight is also going to be delayed. Maggie, is there any hope? Will this get any better anytime soon? Yes. So with technology progressing as it is, we will be able to see planes land side by side in periods of low visibility with the help of better instruments. I, for one, cannot wait for that day to come. Me too. Maggie, thank you so much. Thank you, Olivia. Our next question comes from listener Ruth Souter. I live in Brisbane, California, and I'm currently at Washington Dulles Airport, where I just landed on a flight from San Francisco. Ruth flies in and out of the Bay Area a lot, which is why she has this question. Why is the San Francisco airport called SFO? Reporter Jessica Plotchek. I think we all know where the SF comes from, but why the O? I called John Hill at the SFO Museum to find out. Who put the O in SFO? It's an interesting story, and it came from the three-letter code distinctions that were established by the International Air Transport Association. Also called IATA. That group was formed in 1945. Before that, most airports were identified with two letters, copied from the National Weather Service. Most of it made sense. Los Angeles was L.A., Portland, P.D. But as aviation quickly advanced and more airports were established, 
two-letter code sort of ran out of steam. They needed more options, so IATA required airports to have three letters instead of two. Some airports just added an X to the end, like Portland. P-D-X. Or Los Angeles. L-A-X. The only real requirement was that no two codes were the same. So as long as everybody had a distinct three-letter code, the system would work. There was no universal naming convention, which is how we got the mishmash of codes today. Some codes are based on the first three letters of a city's name, like O-A-K for Oakland. Others are based off the namesake of the airport, like J-F-K for New York's John F. Kennedy Airport. Then there are the codes inspired by places that are no longer there, like Chicago's O'Hare Airport. O-R-D. That comes from Orchard Place, a small town that was once nearby. And E-W-R. In Newark, it's like that because in the U.S., codes starting with N are just for the Navy. But what about Ruth's Airport? S-F-O. Here's John Hill again. So with S-F, they simply took an O, which we can assume was convenient to the fact that San Francisco has an O at the end of it. So I I saw that some people thought it might have to do with Oakland. You know, Oakland's airport started virtually the same time that San Francisco's did, so it would have been confusing to put those together. And I think Oakland's had its own three-letter code from the same time frame as, as SFO. So there you have it. The O is for San Francisco. I'm Jessica Placzek. Thanks to Jessica for reporting that story and Ruth, our question asker. She called us from Dulles International Airport, also known as IAD. That name? Well, the airport once used its acronym DIA, but it was often confused with another Washington airport, so they scrambled the letters around to make IAD. That's it for Bay Curious. Big thanks to Ruth and Alex for asking today's questions. If you caught last week's episode about Bay Area fashion, you heard that we're asking listeners to show us their favorite looks. We'll feature submissions on KQED's social media accounts and in the Bay Curious October newsletter. To participate, get someone to snap a photo of you wearing a favorite outfit and post it to Instagram or Twitter with the hashtag MyBayAreaStyle. For extra credit, tell us why you like what you're wearing and maybe what you think it says about the Bay Area. I'm Olivia Allen Price. On behalf of Bay Curious Airlines and the entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this trip. We look forward to seeing you on board again in the near future. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. 
If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.